I just saw a video of this fam of this kid. He well, I, I call him a kid. He's probably in his early twenties. Who's with his been with his family for the pandemic, you know, lockdown, and I think some something UK. I don't know if they were Scottish or uh, it's hard for me to tell sometimes with the mm-hmm. accents. And and anyways, he's a musician. His parents, neither of them were during the pandemic. He taught them like he he like made them learn how to play drums how to jam? and bass so Shut now his up. parents are his band Shut the fuck I up I swear to god We got to talk about that on the podcast <laughs> dude Are you serious <laughs> day we got to jam like today. Two o'clock. we got to jam that's what i'm saying dude i like i was super excited about that and like right before that I had like a really bad sort of thing kind of happen yeah but then a and good then right thing. after that a good thing came out yeah. of it and now here we are doing an even better thing and it's it's funny because you asked me if i wanted to wait around while you had to yeah. do the the we didn't know if it was gonna be i had to have thing. a meeting that i didn't know i was gonna have sure. basically and i was like you asked me while i had the bass in my hand so i was like well yeah i'll just stay here and play I'll, bass. I'll just stay here and play so bass. yeah of course man. because it also happens to be a bass that There's plenty of things plenty you, of things to do in the you in used the, to own and you get to reconnect with yeah that bass has a beautiful neck it sounds really better like tuned to standard i'm just gonna tell you right now it I, sounds so good i agree it sounds so fucking good it does sound it, and well you, it sounds good in your hands you're I the know, bass boy i, know. You, you, I did been, miss you've it. been playing a lot of bass lately i did you're, miss you're it your bass boy i have and i i did miss it but i also will say like i'm happy that you have it mm-hmm. you know i've got the 62 at home if i need to play a p bass i can play you don't you don't you're not missing out on 75 she's a good girl she's she's been through a lot a little bit more of like that. That's like a you know, that's like Thin Lizzy. Yours is yours is yeah the Stones or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's you know they're they're different like different oh different tones like oh. the, that one. I would I would be I wouldn't I would be a little bit ner- more nervous coming across that bass in a dark uh, unlit alley. <laughs> it's the Road Warrior. I always thought it looked like a Road Warrior with the black. It's I mean, and it black also and totally black. has the the Gilmore black blacky you know black yep. and black with a maple neck thing. But or the the Roger Waters even better. I I. Uh, I, I will say when I when you gave it to me, the neck was a little bit grimier. So yeah, I, I did, did clean it up. I did clean it, it up, looks which good. I kind of. Part of me wishes I hadn't, but I also anytime I get that's it's just a weird thing for me. Like I don't like playing other people's grime on instruments. So when it's like when it becomes it, when it becomes mine, I clean I'll be that honest, shit off. dude. It was one of the rare uh, gear deals i've ever done where i didn't clean the instrument off i well, was like here you go you weren't exactly sober i don't think i was either frankly oh at, when we did the deal at, at first i'm well when we agreed on the deal yeah, i don't care yeah it's worth it man i got it for a great deal it goes to you for a great deal that's right and and it'll stay with me because that's i mean that's that's it, a, it really that's is the fender base like i don't need another now, fender base. it does need some work with the wiring i think we're gonna have to open her up it doesn't need but i kind of want to because i kind of want to have figure a things out. Maybe, dude what if i just did what you did Take the tone knob off? No, no. Go the opposite route. Go stackies. You could. I mean, it would be harder because I couldn't just get like a metal plate like you got and drop that fucker in there. Well, you know, no. assuming it fits. <laughs> yeah. Having Stingray drill oh, it out. There's a route under there. That thing. Of course there is. Something yeah. will fit. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a route. There's a, jet, a whole pickup that wasn't there before. <laughs> No, that thing. Um, um, I'm telling you, it plays so perfectly. Like, I, I, I do. You know how I, f- I fell in love with that base of your house, and I was, and then you were yeah. just like, "Well, I happen to be selling it." Yeah, I had to. I had to fund my uh, it was my wedding progress. Times. Yeah, it was. But um, it's good to be here, man. Good. I'm glad. I mean, I can tell you're having a good time. You've made me have a better time, so I'm excited. We're going to the movies next week. <sighs> 
We'll talk about it. Are we going to talk about it? I'm just kidding. I mean, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. Free rolling here. Hey, two guys with beards. what are we doing Two guys with beards talking about sports. Yeah. No, we talk about guitars. Talk about guitars. Pretty fucking close. I don't know how we got it's on this a tone. conversation. Uh, who actually. the fuck knows? This is a podcast. Let's just make a podcast. Are we're we jibber- doing it? We're, do- we're doing it. We're with Jibber Jabber ball- Boys roll. already. I'm stumbling over my words. Here we go. Gear Buds Podcast, episode 149. That means the next one's big a one pretty coming. important one. They're all important ones as far as I'm concerned. I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hey. We're hanging out. We're doing the show. Let's dive on in. We've been who we we were just talking for a while. This has been a long. Hang. We've been this hanging. Is, this has been one of the longest pre-show hangs we've maybe ever done. I liked really. it. Oh, I really liked it a lot. It felt great. Unfortunately, some of it was me having to take phone calls and do meetings and bullshit. But it's fine. You know what? We've got bases. We've got <laughs> red stars on our cans. Let's roll. That looks safe over there. That looks pretty solid to me over there. Okay. It's probably fallen before. Who knows? We're pointing. I, dude, we're pointing Gibson's my just. I get chilly around Gibson. I get. I, you don't know when their next. That, their next. You, you give them snap a, right uh, off. You, you give them a wrong sideways glance. That stock <laughs> goes a flying. All right, let's do it. Symphony of corrections. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. I'm not sure if you know that, but they are. Thank you for listening to this. I'm talking to you specifically right now, listening to this. And if you don't already, go follow us on the stuff, like social stuff, if you like that. Or subscribe on the listening stuff. I mean, you're hearing this somehow. Maybe you download it from the website or stream it from our website because we do that for you. It's up there if you want to do it. Yep. It's also on all the, the normal stuff, but it's also on all these really weird side podcast shows that I don't even know anything about. And I used to look it up and, and like there's all and there, dude, there are literally hundreds of services that have our podcast every right. week and we've never even heard of any. Well, of them. thank you. If, if you're sharing it out there, I appreciate it. Yeah, we love it. We don't get paid for it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. screw it. But if you do want to send us something, do it via email at gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. Here we go. Let's get into some BFI GFI. I got to say this week was a little bit also of kind of a hodgepodge, man. Just like a couple new pieces of gear things. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a little like subtopic that we could talk about, but it's okay. kinda, it's, we're kind of just going to let's just go for it. Okay. Uh, let's go. This is actually kind of a, I would say this is, this, it's fitting for the symphony. It's kind of a, a follow-up to something we talked about a couple weeks ago. Okay. And that was when we maybe perhaps sort of tackily uh tack tacky like tactically like either tack like tactfully uh, no tacky is the word like tacky well maybe when we're talking about uh how expensive our rigs are and the reason i'm bringing it up is when we like went through all this like oh look how expensive we're so fucking cool but you know we were talking about insuring gear we were talking about insuring gear but anyways check this out reverb recently put out an article and that they and we're in they estimate the average guitarist's rig value Fuck you. Are you serious? It's real. They came out with an article about how much gear is worth. Somebody, they got someone on the inside, I don't know. Dude. I don't, I don't, the way that I said it probably makes you <laughs> seem a little more suspicious. We've talked about this before. <clears throat> it was more like, here. here's like a, our data, based on our data, like here's what like we, we think. They basically said that they think that the average guitar, I, don't, I think I wrote this down. Uh, here we go. To determine the average rig, uh, they observed its best-selling gear lists in the reverb price guide and found that players commonly own one or two electric guitars, one acoustic guitar, a guitar amp, like one amp, and a small collection of pedals. The average guitarist slash YouTube slash YouTube slash reverb customer, which is most guitarists, let's be honest, mm-hmm. most, almost everyone I know. You have to know. All my yeah. friends have bought something on reverb yeah, at some point. What do you think... 
they put that value at? What do you think the average, the average guitarist's rig? They've got a specific dollar Can amount you give to me a the dollar. Break down again, like what it is it? Was the so the gu- two guitars. It was two electric, one or two electric guitars. But you know, not we're not talking about bursts here, right? The no, of average course. guitarist. Average. <clears throat> which I'll tell you what those guitars are after we get through this. Yeah. Uh, two guitars, one acoustic guitar, an amp. That's just one, and then a small collection of, you know, moderately. Price pedals. Uh twenty five hundred bucks. Great guess, buddy. Uh, they they said that in twenty twenty two, the average guitarist owns around two thousand one hundred and forty two dollars worth of guitars, amps, and pedals. Nice. Again, that's not bass. That's not like recording because that does. Whoa! Let's also look at that. Snow just started started coming again. Beautiful. And uh, that's not that's not all the other stuff that comes along. That's just like a, a, the average guitarist's yeah. rig. But the Fender Player Telecaster and Stratocaster were the two most commonly owned they found they're great instruments man i had a fender player jazz bass for a while and it was i mean if i had to sell everything and just have that as a tool it'd be a great instrument. i honestly i have to really i totally have to agree with you on that one man i think for that like whatever it is 600 ish dollar range new they're a thousand but like yeah. six seven hundred dollar right. price range for the use <sighs> they're tough to beat yeah. especially get a good setup on there yeah oh baby uh here's one um did you hear i mean so we actually i don't know if That'll probably be cut out, but so before we're, uh, we're I think we were, we were to tape, but probably before a podcast, we were talking a little bit about the fact that we're going to see a movie next week. Yep. And that means they're doing some press tours for it. So our man Dave Grohl's doing some press because nice. we're seeing the Dave Grohl movie. Is he coming to Chicago? And probably. But did you see that uh, he was talking about his hearing recently? No. First of all, do you know how old Dave Grohl is? I didn't until I looked it up. 55. 53 damn you're on just firing Feeling boom, it boom, boom 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 today just lucky guesses all day in a recent interview i don't remember who it was with on one of the talk shows he admitted to the fact that he's like basically deaf right now that doesn't surprise me quote i've been reading lips for like 20 years i'm a rock musician i'm fucking deaf i can't hear what you're saying that is his quote wow i mean one i'm not surprised too i would imagine like even in the last 20 years he's been wearing ear protection i don't think he does bud really? i think he's just that i think he's just that fucking deaf but wait isn't there a level point. that when you get to those arena shows and the festival level shows you have to wear in your monitor anyways they have he has never used in your monitors he talks about it in in this article Whoa. he's had the same i didn't know this either he's been using the same mix audio engineer dude for 31 years that's cool no iems ever he said that he he doesn't like it because you don't get you don't hear the crowd as much. Even though if you've got crowd mics, he said there's just like this sense of air that's like you, you miss and lose. I agree with that. I actually, you know, if we do a smaller show like at Shuba's or Empty Bottle mm-hmm. or something, I'm not going to wear earplugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go for 40 minutes. I can have my ears exposed to this. I don't know what I would do at this point. I, I My whole life, I was always earplugs at practice. Oh, I wear no, them at practice. Ear, no earplugs on stage. Because practice is like four, four or five right. hours long. But then... Now I kind of feel like I would have to wear earplugs on stage no matter what. I like I. It's painful for me to be in a room that has like drums. I agree. Without having earplugs, I, I do think I know where he's coming from though. As yeah. far as like you feel oh, it's, it, he's, well, and his it's already gone. It's like, old his hearing's rocking. already fucking gone. But the Fuck. one other thing he was talking about is that for some reason with when it comes to a mix and maybe this is just his own opinion, mm-hmm. but he said that he can still feel 
very specific frequencies like when you know a crash symbol isn't cutting through right or there's a wrong frequency with a snare right. so that he can it's always just, feel that but he's like so like otherwise dialed in. he like with this whole like masks and everything he said he's just been fucked like he can't he hasn't been able to like talk to people because he can't read their lips right oh fuck i didn't yeah. think of that so what, what what is dave Grohl's rig if we want a side tangent for a second for a guitar rig i know his guitar i mean he plays the his um, signature yeah. signature which is based on the uh, Trini, Trini Lopez. 335. But then what's his amp rig? I don't really know if I know that. Marshall? You know, if, I don't know. I don't think it's a Marshall. Ashdown? I know his bass player plays Ashdown. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Uh, it's uh, He plays, I think, um, oh, I don't give a fuck a Saurus. I don't know. Dude, I, don't know. I, don't know. I was just trying to wonder. No, I, you I know wondering. what? It's a good question. I think maybe I would, if I had to guess, I would say like Matchless or, yeah. or something. It's a good like, call. It, expensive boutique but like kind of old and he just kind of like found you know got got some good amps 20 years yeah. ago and just kind of been rocking those i don't know I, actually it's a very good question maybe I've, we'll find out on Tuesday. i have no idea also because he has three guitars in his band and and one of those is pat smear who's like a, a character and the other one's chris shiflett who's like a ripping lead guitar Insane player so he musician. does all the kind of like yeah. guitar interviews and stuff you know yep i don't know okay I was just curious. Another quick little side thing that I learned about this movie that we're about to see there because there are there's so much press. Uh, there is a, a cameo, but one that you might not be able to spot unless you know that it's there. And that I'm going to tell you because I know. Tell me in advance. I'm going to tell you right now, motherfucker. Let's do it. Because uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Okay, we're going to after the, after we watch it, then I'll tell you who it is. Okay. But there is a scene apparently in this movie that involves Dave Grohl shredding. And his hands are not the hands doing the shredding. That's funny. In the movie. Okay. So. Oh. Maybe we'll just save the save the like all the details. There's for like that five ideas I have, but yeah. I, I there's no doubt in my mind that you'd be able to come up with it. Yeah. But well, it, I recognize the hands though. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know that I would have recognized the hands, but I have a feeling that based on who the player is, we would be able to recognize the playing. Cool. So I'm in. Studio six six six. We're coming. coming, coming for you. We're I'm excited, it. man. It co- comes out today, but or I guess yesterday, but uh, we're seeing it on Cheap Tuesdays. Yep. So there we go. Uh, oh, I've got to, I've got to do one, uh, one before we get out of here. One quick uh, BFI. You got to give an RIP to Mark Lanigan. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty Screaming big bummer, trees, man. Right? Yeah. So Mark Lanigan, uh, 57, passed away at his home in Killarney, Ireland. No other information regarding the circumstances are available yet, but as you as you said rose to prominence and fame as the lead singer of the screaming trees they did i didn't dude i didn't realize it's seven albums and five eps over a 16 year career i i don't think i can name a single screaming tree song with before this because the, the only mark landing i got into mark Lanigan because of queens of stone queens age. of stone age right i didn't know i mean early on you know before you had access to like all the internet information all the time like i didn't realize that it was him singing on uh was it in the fade <clears throat> as well as a couple like songs for the dead like it's it's like very iconic queen songs yeah. are mark lanigan singing which is awesome too like one of the really cool things about queens is that they would always do stuff have they were really good at collaborating and collaborating people, and all yeah. that sort of shit but anyways pretty sad because i never yeah. got to see him live and wish i had because he had just one of the coolest singing voices of all time he was 57 57 that's young man. that's young Fuck. Mm-hmm. all right, all right. No, yeah it doesn't it's unclear what what sure. the deal what the deal was at this point doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because he's gone. But uh, we're still here, bud. So we're gonna we're gonna turn around. We're gonna turn that frown right upside down because it's my time, my favorite time, with the the snow globe shaking around us right now. I'm loving the snow right I now. I know it's setting the mood for hopefully a chilly Dave's doc because I'm gonna say Dave. 
these docks. Dude, I wish I could remember what we were singing earlier when uh, we were harmonizing together and stuff. I would have done that. It was something uh, about all shit. Yeah, well, I just, I sang into your pickups. You sang into the pickup and I looped it. And I that forgot pedal. that you could sing into pickups. Yeah, they're just Which is such a gear budsy thing. We've never really talked about it. We haven't it. really talked about it, especially if you got a lot of, like I had a harmonic percolator. There was a lot of distortion mm-hmm. happening on that signal. So it picked up that vocal quite well. Speaking of picking up vocals, dude, what do you got? What are you going to you gonna talk about this well, week? We're going to get weird this oh, week. Oh, please. Like really fucking weird. Um, I texted you this week and I asked if you'd ever seen the movie Frank. Yeah. And for people who don't know, uh, it's on Amazon right now. You can find the, the film, Frank, which isn't the Dave's doc, but it's a movie about a character who wears a paper machete. Paper machete? Paper mache, but paper machete was a I, thing in online Chicago. Online magazine, yeah. I played it a few times, actually. Um, that's so funny. Paper mache head. Yeah. A cartoon character Big head. Big old cartoon character head. Uh, named um, Frank Sidebottom. Frank Sidebottom. Now in the movie, it's called Frank. And anyways, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. Michael Fassbender Michael plays Fassbender Frank. Fassbender is Frank. You don't see him. Spoiler alert for like most of the movie. Yeah. So well, that's kind of the thing. So anyways, the doc I watched is called Being Frank, the Chris the Chris CV story. CV is, is the, that is Frank. That's the character. That's him. Tell us more. I I feel like I might have seen this, but I'm I don't know. Tell me more about this. What t- when when did this happen? Oh, uh, so down? we're talking late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Uh, super avant garde. Actually, when they started off, so, um, Frank Sidebottom didn't exist until Chris was like forty or something. So but he'd he had been a an whole artist career. already leading up to this. He had a whole career. He was in a band called the. So he was in a band called the Freshies. From his early 20s. Cool name. Very cool. Very UK-based uh, pop band. Oh, so Brits. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Sussex. Okay, I love it. UK-based pop band. Very much like The Clash, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like their style. Um, weren't as famous as them, obviously. The but they were getting some fame. Uh, they were doing well. He wasn't wearing the paper mache head yet. Sure. You know, and all this. Uh, but, you know, he was he was definitely but an artist. he was artist. the front man. He was the front man, singer, guitar player, artist. Um, his band was cool. They were th- like, basically like they were, he was very, it's hard to explain. It was, I felt like I was watching a documentary about a band, but also like an artist, like mm-hmm. just some guy who like, you can't tie him down every dollar he ever made. He spent it. He was very into just like not giving a shit about like, he never paid bills. <laughs> like one day, like his wife's like, Doesn't hey, that sound nice? we got, we got a letter in the mail and he had never been the paying the bills notice. for 10 years. <laughs> you're like what? Who doesn't pay the bills for 10 years? He only ate cheese and toast. He had a, he bought a video camera. They had I dude, can we just change this podcast to some something that allows me just to hear you do your British accent because it's it my, only ate cheese and toast. Oh, it's my favorite. That, I do dude. like the old lady. I, it's so good. I love it. And sorry if I'm offending any uh, of our UK listeners right now. I oh. I know there's well, I know there's different dialect for different uh, areas, right? Of course, dude. Of course, there's so well, there's many the, different. There's the Beatles from Liverpool. Oh, that was a good Paul right there. From Liverpool. He always raised a voice at Ooh. the end. <laughs> like a ghost. <laughs> He's like a ghost. It's Ghost Paul. All right. That's my new that's my ghost tattoo's nickname is now Earth. It's Paul. the original Paul. That's Paul. Paul, you know. Paul's dead. Yeah. All right. Um let's so anyways, get back to cheese and toast. Fucking thing. Important so stuff. they were a band for a long time. The freshies. the freshies, yeah. Until you said he was like in, he was 40 or something, right? Yeah, and then he started going real crazy. Well, so he actually this is fucking cool. This is a super cool gearbuds thing I, re- I made a note of. He made an album, like a record. 
where the A side was pop songs and the B side, if you played it on a record player, was like bleep, 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 like just crazy like noise and bleeps and bloops. I love everything about that. But there was some kind of like device, if you ran it into a computer, which I didn't know you could fucking do that in like 1980, you ran the record into a computer on that side, it would play a song. And the oh, song's the song's called cool. Cam- the song's called Camouflage. And like and even like they were even saying like it just like sort of translates whatever the di- whatever those digital clicks and pops or whatever sound like into a, a in, but into like a real recorded wow, song. Not even just that. like bleeps and bloops. It was like there's vocals. Is it, do you like the music? Is it good? Yeah. So that's the thing because you you asked me the other night when we were talking about this movie Frank. Yeah. In the film, it's very avant-garde, very like noise, and he's wearing this mask and he's just like shouting into a microphone. And, cool. Like, that's something. But like they were doing like really good pop songs at the time. Oh man. Okay. Wow. And then they got on top of the pops, which was that UK show, and they didn't cut it. Like that's kind of the make or break. Like if you get on that and people like you, then you're you're in basically. It was like one of those live. They just they they just didn't have it. It just it just didn't click with mm-hmm. people. Um. So then I think he kind of went fucking crazy. And the start of Frank was like, he wore this paper machete, paper machete, paper mache hat. <laughs> just just live with machete from now on. Like, pa- in public, if you ever have to say paper I mache, I insist that you say paper machete. I miss machete. paper machete, dude. I hope those guys are doing really good, actually. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Like, cool, cool deal. He wore this thing to a, like a Halloween show or a Halloween costume party. Oh. And then people were like, you know, who's that? This is where it gets weird. Then he starts performing. He would open for... The freshies as this character. Oh no, shit! But like, wouldn't tell people. And he had like a ukulele or some kind of banjo, like some kind of four string instrument, maybe a tenor. And he would he would just do these songs, and people went crazy. And then the band would come out, and he almost was better than the band. Mm -hmm. So then he starts like being like, "All right, some of you guys want to like do this, and we'll just all wear the hat forever. This fucking helmet." Here's the Does it part. look like the one in Frank? So the one in Frank, I noticed when I was watching it, has a speaker on the side. It has a microphone built in the yeah. inside of it, too. They never really talked about that. Okay. It didn't look like there was a wire ever coming out of it. I think he literally just sang through, through. a fucking mask. Like, it was crazy. Which, wow. is, as you know, like, you're not going to have good, you know, vocal projection. Almost anything, yeah. So, fucking crazy. Then, you know, that character starts to take over, and we get kind of like this... All right, like he's becoming this guy. No, and then he starts playing with more musicians. No one's ever seen him without the hat on, which is what they allude to in the mm. film as well. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, you know, no one's ever seen him take it off. You know, like that kind of thing. And he, he started doing like almost like a Tom Green type of like um, live show. And this is like in the nineties. Tom like Green, early. the like Freddie Got Dr- Fingered the, guy. Yeah, the, the comedian. Uh-huh. Remember his original show? It was like before Jackass. Yeah, it was he would go out, gross out on the streets stuff, right? and just like kind of gross out, but like jump into fountains and like yeah. doing crazy like wacky stuff. Right, on the street. wacky. Very wacky. Very so hit- Frank was did wacky. Yes, stuff. very like hidden camera wacky oh. shit. And he would interview people, and he was so he crossed this line of like being a musician to like this being like a comedian or like just like a street artist almost in performer. a way. Performer, performer, street performer. And uh, it was wow. crazy, man. It was super crazy. So then um, he had like, I mean, there's all kinds of shit. He created a, a dummy called Little Frank, which was a smaller version of himself. It was just like a little cardboard body with a with the head, you know, with the same head. Dude, can you imagine getting away with taking yourself that seriously? That sounds so fun. He never, that's the thing. I think he was so brilliant in a weird artist way that like people couldn't understand. They're like, was he, was he doing this on purpose? Was he that bad yeah. that was he was he good? in on it? Yeah, and it's like, it's like the Andy whole Kaufman thing, kind of stuff. Very Andy Kaufman. I actually wrote that in here. Huh. I was like, it's very, very Andy Kaufman. So fucking awesome. Uh, there's a documentary about it. 
being frank, the Chris CV story. S I E V E. Give us a total arbitrary ranking. What do you got? Total arbitrary ranking. And one last wrap up a really well done chronological film. The combination of street artist plus musician. The movie didn't do justice of how live the character actually was because, like, he was way crazier in you know in his actual documentary than he was but so you've also but yeah, that's right you also watched the movie recently i would say watch the doc and then watch the movie okay but you do like the movie enough that it, like the music and stuff is good that it holds up yeah i mean the band's cool but yeah. again like they th- he did get very avant-garde like towards the end mm-hmm. of his life and he was very like oh so he's dead now yeah he got cancer and he had a five-year plan once he found out he got cancer and he's like i'm gonna do all this stuff in five years and he made it like four it was really sad wow but he he did he did he like really he made a serious impact on people man it was it was pretty fucking cool like people came out to like his funeral Mm -hmm. and they had this like parade and it was how when did he die around 2010 okay so um which was also weird about the movie because the movie takes place in like modern, well, so modern time. times. It's like yeah. 2014 the movie mm-hmm. was made. But he's like a, a Mac computer. And yeah. like, he's like texting. And I'm like, well, this isn't very 2010. Not the same guy. Yeah. But I wonder if the movie is supposed to be this weird continuation of like if he had lived. I like that. Or was it somebody else? All in along? his spirit, right. Frank lives on. Kind of cool stuff. So anyways, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Paper mache heads. Paper machete heads. Paper machete heads. Dude, really good but one. Really that was, fucking... I'm, I'm super glad you brought that one up. Because that's a weird, awesome movie. and I And I feel like... I knew that I definitely knew that Frank was real, but I, maybe I haven't. I don't think I've actually seen that documentary. I didn't know this was a real thing. I saw the movie. Yeah, I saw the movie years ago. I saw it years ago, and then I watched it again the other day because yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's like got music in it. I'll watch it." And I'm like, "This is so fucking weird." Mm-hmm. And then you find out uh, this whole thing unraveled to me like yesterday. I was like, "Oh, this is a real story." You're diving deep person. with Dave's docs. Super deep. A lot of D's deep Dave's docs. A lot of D's. And triple those D's. Tri- quadruple. Deep Dave, deep dive Dave's Diving Docks. deep into Dave's Docks. God damn it, dude. That's great. Oof. I love it. So there you go. Double dog damn. There you Here we go. It. Let's get into some future gear. Let's talk gear. All right. Dude, here's one. This is actually, I got excited when I saw these because you're going to be excited. There's actually a couple, actually we've got a, we've got a couple base things to talk about now I think about now that really? I'm looking at it because this week, Origin Effects, who make just some of the best pedals available on the market. They're bulletproof, sound amazing. They're on pretty much every super serious high-end rig if you pedal board if you're talking about like their Cali 76 compressor for instance. They've got all sorts of like the dry, Origin Drive. They've got so many different pedals, but this week they announced their newest stomp boxes to give players classic bass amp tones of the 60s and 70s in two pedals. There's two. The new uh, Bass Rig Super Vintage reimagines the SVT and adds options to further customize, paying homage to iconic. And then, sorry, I jumped ahead too quickly on that one. And then, paying homage to iconic 60s Fenders amps, the Bass Rig 64 Black Panel Overdrive features controls that evoke the tones of a Showman, Basement, or Tweed era amplifier. They've also now, because these are. Uh, they're called they're the blue looks like a blue line basically ampeg there's like mm-hmm. a blue livery of the pedal and then there's the black one is like the fender uh, basement style black so they're face both style. overdrive pedals they're preamp pedals but okay. also offer um they've got a bunch of stuff in there they're dude first of all let me just say DI? this dude they have a DI. sorry i'm jumping ahead i know it's great because i watched it i watched this demo and i was like holy shit they sound good and it's and it's one of the and i'm going to talk about in this next thing too but it's like uh, bass amps are important don't get me wrong and i love pushing mm-hmm. air but you can get re i think you can get the best 
almost always get the best recorded bass sounds direct. And absolutely, this these pedals. I mean, not only Origin effects are already known; they're expensive. Don't get me wrong, but they're already known for just like making the best sounding stuff. Yeah. Now that they've got their SVT and their Fender bass sound, dude, and you can just like use that as your direct because it has like your, to your point. Like I said, the demo sound incredible, but it has a DI and amp out. That's all I want. So that's all you need. <sighs> I think I might, I might dive in. That's my you're, next purchase. You're gonna. I can't. I, I. I was. I wanted to talk about it, and then I wanted you to watch the demo just so you can see how good these things sound. Right. Because, whole baby, there. I couldn't find any prices yet, but they're. You know, they're going to be five, five, five hundred bucks. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so their their pedals are very expensive, but damn, dude, it's the, I could not believe how good those demos sound. Well, I mean, from a, a guy like me who I love having a lightweight, you know, uh, solid state, mm-hmm. you know, class D, like simple fucking amp mm-hmm. to use, you can dial in one of those pedals, and then you've got the SVT rig. That's right. You're not pushing the air, like you said. And then for if you're playing live, you can still like you still have that sound, and then you just send the DI. Yeah. Right to the front of house, and right. then you've got that well, sound. Yeah, and that's the trick. Going through the PA. You don't even have to have it mic'd up. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot. Don't get me wrong. We obviously know there are a lot of pals that do things like this, but I'm just so stoked because it's Origin, and they make nothing but just like, again, I should I should add, very expensive, but probably top five fanciest, best pedal makers out there. I will say this, man. I, I was doing some recording this week, mm. and I used the uh, the Mark Bass, the DI out yes. on the R500. Has a DI out. I'm like, oh, it must sound fine. Mm-hmm. It sounds awful. Like, okay. And I was using the pre EQ, mm-hmm. I believe. That's, so I yeah. believe I was controlling the actual sound. And we were just tracking drums. So I was just playing live. We weren't going to keep the, the takes, mm-hmm. but it was like, it just sounded so thin and nasty. And I'm like, man, I wish I, I wish I had a good DI for this situation. You would have if you had that origin pedal. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, so that'll become, we'll definitely keep you posted in the world when that, when that makes its way out. I mean, everything's, everything's, hard to manufacture right now so right. we'll see there's another piece of bass gear that i saw this morning that That's i just base had, day, dude. i know dude and then there's another bass thing after that dark glass announced a new amp they can't do anything wrong dude, dude the exponent e500 looks like your standard portable bass head it looks just like their other heads but boy mm-hmm. would you be wrong if you thought that's all it did bud why is that because this 500 water is a powerful amp thanks to the dark glass suite app you use your phone to control all kinds of crazy stuff on the amp itself. Really? Not only just like the, di- you know, it's it's got, uh, let's see how much we've got. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can also use your phone to control digital effects and cab, uh, digital effects, cab sims. You can, dude, the, pe- the amp, you know, it just has like normal knobs on the front. You can reassign those knobs to do different stuff. So like say you don't care about having the treble knob on your amp, you can just like reassign that to be a fuzz or something like that right. and then have control of the fuzz right on there. But it's also, you can also do MIDI and all that kind of stuff too. Um, you can save presets. I think you get five preset rigs. So you can have five full like amp and effect setups. And then here's the other thing. This is what we're talking about. It also doubles as a recording interface. It has a USB connection. So you can either just go USB straight to your computer Whoa. or with the DI out, go straight DI with the thing. That's and a uh, thousand bucks. I mean, that doesn't, I mean, Honestly, their other heads are like seven, eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So you might as well drop the other, you know. Dude, extra uh, money. this is another example with for me the demo. Of course, like you want the demo to sound good, but holy crap, they nailed it! And it has a ton of bass players that you would recognize, including Tim Lafave or however you say his last name, and a bunch of other players, yeah. all doing 
wildly different styles with this, but it's like they did it where it's just like one continuous song and it's just like a bunch of different bass players playing like on doing it. their own take on it yep oh and that's it really was, cool dude it sounded it including not just like you know it does all the metal sounds it does all the standard bass sounds but dude it does like crazy effects like when tim lefevre however you say his last name uh was his had like this wicked crazy synthesizer sound it like didn't sound like a, i mean it was deep like a bass but it but didn't sound like a that bass was guitar. an effect through the uh through the amp built into the amp itself wow yes yeah, oh dude. that's cool dark glass exponent e500 i bet you're gonna start seeing a lot of this <sighs> dude i gotta say man dark glass you know they came out with cabs not that long ago too their cabs are so sexy so cool. i know um, i love that logo and 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 they're they're worth it to charge the price. I mean, I don't know where they're manufactured or anything, but it's seems overseas like somewhere. But dude, yeah, they're never that expensive. I think they are the most popular new bass amp company that has come out. Just bass company, period. Yeah. I would say, like yeah. everyone wants their pedals or any all oh, their pedals sound so good too. And then, like now, if you get this amp, you basically get digital versions of all their pedals. Well, it's funny because it. I haven't tried one. And you know I'm not a big like overdrivey bass totally. like all the time yeah. kind of sound guy, so for me I wonder if we could like if I could dial in like the tone that I have with my amp right mm -hmm. now, and just know that it's a reliable amp. I'd I'd be into that. Man. Oh, we could definitely get you there. And yeah. then you and then you make that preset rig number one, and then that gives you preset rig two, three, four, five. You can have fucking crazy wild sounds that you just play around with at, at the press of a button. Didn't and you? Go back. You fucked with some. Oh, dark I've played glass. a lot of. I played. I think I've played all the dark glass until this. I think I played all the dark glass. Stuff. Yeah. And it's I, I wouldn't think twice about making that my bass amp. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're light. I mean, you can throw they're in a tiny. backpack. They're yeah, tiny. you're done. Yeah, yeah. it's and the size I, of the little mark. Yeah, the, the little mark. Right, little baby book. It's a, it's a Bible. So two couple, two couple, two tree exciting bass things uh, this week. Those are like I said, thousand bucks. Uh, I don't think. Well, I know that the origin stuff isn't available yet, but I know I don't think the dark glass isn't. Wow, great sentence, Hank. I know that the origin <laughs> stuff isn't available yet, but I don't believe the dark glass is either but this leads me to one more base thing that we want to talk about and that is a video that i sent you this week that i believe we all watched which was uh john paul jones re-recording his bass for oh, one of the yeah. levy breaks that was super cool and i had to bring that up for a couple reasons gear reasons and just buds reasons yeah <laughs> no I, I have uh, first thoughts. of all i should mention that this song uh, was for uh playing for change which is a charity, yes. uh, some sound, song around the world initiative. Uh, all net proceeds go to organizations that prioritize real-time solutions that facilitate environmental justice and sustainability. So uh, just get that out there because it's so it's cool that they did this. It was basically they took that song and then re-recorded it with a bunch of artists from mm -hmm. across the globe and then did it with video and showed them playing. Did you notice what kind of amps John Paul Jones was playing? No, I because guess now it, that I think about it, it stuck no. out to me, my friend. And let me tell you, I had not heard of this company before. Oh, then I definitely didn't. They're notice. called Wallace amplifiers, and they are a vintage amp British amp company from the '60s. And he was playing an old Wallace, and I looked them up on the old Reverb, and there's actually one for sale. Uh, not, it, I don't believe it was the exact same one, but it was uh, the XT Mark One rare lit late '60s amp head, and they made guitars, guitar and amp uh, heads back then and that's what Damn he was playing that jazz bass through you are you telling me this is like i need to start obsessing over you might something have to start now. taking you might start have to do a little maybe tell <sighs> maybe teach us about wallace amps on this up isn't it but isn't it exciting that no you can is. learn about something new that we don't know anything about yet that's what we and do. maybe you lost over and get so we can all i'm play. just like no it, you literally you planted a seed because now i'm gonna go home you're gonna be distracted about wallace until i see you again <sighs> well 
I like I said, I found there is at least one. Uh, what was it? Was it a bass amp or a guitar? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this it was a guitar amp. I don't have. I just have the listing. I don't have like a. Screenshot and they do or like head like hundred watt head or something like that. It, it looked like he was playing a Wallace head on top of a Wallace cab, but I've got to be honest, dude. I don't. Really, I've never seen one in person. I don't know anything about them other than that's. I'm positive. Can confirm that. I don't know that I could definitely tell that it says Wallace 100% in the video, but like it got me close enough where I looked it up online and I was like, yep, that's definitely the same logo and like generally looked like sort of the same yeah. type of front panel on the uh, amp itself. What were your thoughts on the uh, live video? The video itself, you know, that's, that's a, it's a, a concept that we've seen a lot now at this point, especially with all the pandemic shit. So like we've seen a lot of these like live performance record along videos. I've made them myself. So yeah. it was fine. I thought it was good. I actually I, thought it was, it was, more well done than some of the ones I've seen. Oh, oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will also add that. Look, I've already, I've always known that he was good, and and like don't and don't take this any wrong way. I just never really liked it or cared that much. But Derek Trucks fucks, dude. Yeah, he, he had my was favorite part. So good in that. Derek Trucks rules. Wozers. Yeah, I know some guitar players. They're mostly bluesy type guys. Uh -huh obsessed with the way he plays he so, uh, many would say that it's either him or, or warren haynes are the best living slide right. players but right. it, you know he gets my vote uh just so and much, also his so wife is it, it rips of oh, yeah. vocals in that video in uh -huh. that song too it's what a freaking family they've got i thought they did a good job i was kind of funny that they chose i'm just coming out of the left field here i thought it was funny they chose that song to feature john paul jones where it's not really a bass heavy it type is not of a song. bass song but it was cool to have him there, obviously. You can hear it. it. Oh, yeah. But it's more of like a ding, 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 ding. It's yeah. they, like they could have done like, uh, I'm not saying they should have, but like when the levee breaks or something like you that. You just know you, that's what we're talking about. Oh, sorry. Ramble on. That was pretty funny, though. Uh, ran oh, my God. Ramble on. One of the Which is more of like a bass feature. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. Of. Please edit that. I, Thank no, you. I'm going to edit it so you say it like four times in a row. When the, the levee breaks. When the levee breaks. breaks. Is this a when the levee breaks? Heineken's a kid, <laughs> It's a hell of a drug. Uh, but, dude, so if, uh, also, I want to look. This is where I'm going to get a little selfish for a second. Let's talk. I have loved Led Zeppelin since I probably, – probably my first favorite band. They're untouchable. Because, because of my dad. You know? And uh, I, it's, I, as I was watching this, there's, there's just something about and – and we're going to lose some people with this one probably. You might lose me with just this some, one. No, I don't think so. There's just something about in, in any popular media, really, but especially like the, your favorite band and like your one of your favorite songs to hear them talk about Chicago, like your where you live and where you're from. Like there's a line about going to Chicago, going to Chicago. in that song. Yeah. I think it's just like selfishly the coolest thing ever. Whenever whenever there's anything like that in popular media or like I feel like any well, time I'm watching a movie, it's like, oh, like the, Chicago comes up so much. It just makes I might even cut this part because I sound like such a fucking meatball right now. But it just makes me feel. You were happy about it. So happy. Yeah. Me too. Whenever, and whenever anything, especially as a little kid, be like, oh, my God, there's this British band from far away and they sound like they're aliens, but they're singing about Chicago. Well, that's, that's where I know am. why. Was it the blues? Yeah, the blues stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Howlin' Wolf and all these fucking guys. I didn't know Chess that. Chess Studios. I just know that they're talking, going to Chicago. Yeah, that's why, though. They were like, oh, we're we're repping like that whole. That Dude, whole... the Stones did a record at Chess Studios. Exactly. Like the Stones, you know, the fucking, even the Beatles were like obsessed yeah. with like the American. I blues. didn't know that. I just knew, knew that I was a little kid and I was living in Chicago and hearing freaking Robert so playing whale about of that but still now i am I yeah am too, I, I get a weird meatball-y pride whenever and it shows up in a lot of stuff. in fact i was uh, I, i've been dusting off some old 
they were pop punk bands, which I guess they're both from Chicago. But dude, Fall Out Boy Fall Out and Boy Alkaline rips. Trio both constantly sing about Chicago. I don't yes. know if they do anymore because I haven't listened to their music. The in first a long time. like three Alkaline Trio records are unbelievable. I've been because I've got the whole CarPlay thing going in the car. I've been doing a lot of driving. Been doing a lot of listening to old music and dude. getting and stuff to sing along to. And that old pop punk. I'll get me every time. I'm telling you, man. I've I've been listening to Alkaline Trios since probably like '98 or something like that. They're I just, think they I was bring probably me like back '99, so 2000 dude. for me. They bring me back so hard, man. Cringe is one of the coolest records ever, dude. God damn it. God damn it. I, yes. Cringe is the first song. Cringe is the yes, first song, which I have absolutely listened to recently <sighs> because I fucking love it. And you, if you listen to it, it's not recorded that well. Like no. it's like it sounds shitty. You can hear all the stuff ding, between. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's just. That's awesome. Two great singers in that band. Dan Adriano and Matt Skiba. That's right. And uh, going to Chicago. You know what, dude? We've got a little time. I just wanted to get into something we've been kind of putting off, and I don't know how much how good this content's going to be, but I wanted to get just a little hodgepodge of buying intricacies, okay? Because there are a couple things that we've talked about in the past, and I'm going to get to both of them here. We'll see if we see if we make it <laughs> onto the show. Uh, one of them is something that you brought to my attention and okay. asked this question in the past. And that is if I ever consider where I'm buying something from mm. as in geography. Sure. Why, why would you have asked me that Dave? Uh, I was speaking mostly of mostly about weather and humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a guitar in Florida once that was, this made me think of it. My parents lived in Florida for a while and I played the neighbor's guitar that was sitting in like a sunroom. Mm-hmm. And they had a guitar in a case. It was a, like a Yamaha acoustic, and it was so fucked up. Like I, pl- I tuned it up, and I was able to play it, but the strings were like an inch off the yeah. neck. And I was like, w- "You don't know how people store things, and in hot climates like that, you can definitely fuck your shit up. You can definitely fuck your shit up. I mean, you look at for, take the northeast of the U.S. There's these crazy humidity shifts mm-hmm. that happen all like m- mid season and not to mention like where we live in the Midwest. I mean, it, a couple, what, like every two six- or three days ago, it was 50 degrees and I like <laughs> wore shorts to walk to the corner and felt fine. <laughs> you would. And now, <laughs> now literally uh, it's snowing as we look out my window right yeah. now, you know? Yeah. So like, and, and we've talked a lot about humidity. I mean, shit, let's be honest. Humidity here is a huge problem. Yeah. I've had many issues with guitars getting, you know, not not my room's not humid enough and getting sprouting on the fret ends and that sort of stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's happened to me so many times, especially in this place. It's a very dry apartment. I have to. I'm running a humidifier 100 percent of the time in that room. So you know, frankly, maybe maybe some regions like ours are in a good place. So like maybe it's almost like cars where you well, would right. target like Southern California or something where there's just like these sort of idyllic or like climates. Texas where there's like it never rains and shit like yeah that. right. Like, where it's, but I mean, is that is that good if it's super dry all the time? I don't know. I mean, well, cars, I think, yeah, you want a climate that like never has water, mm-hmm. never has salt. But with know? guitars, I don't know. Salt, guitars, salt is different. You're right. And that's a good point. The corrosive properties. We of don't salt have to water. deal with salt, you know, as far as like um, the climate here. No, we don't. I was don't talking more about like salt on the streets for a car. Oh, that would yeah, fuck yeah, a car yeah. up for sure. But like, um, no, I think we're kind of fucked either way. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, I mean, honestly, with with the temperature, hopefully somebody would keep it in a house that's like air conditioned and well let me ask you dave would you like would you know would that sway you in making a decision about whether or not you're going to buy a piece of gear where it comes from um it wouldn't sway me in the decision but it would prepare me for the fact that i may need to get it like set up or may need like something fixed with it so you're just being a smart you're just being a smart consumer smart buyer i mean what do you think about it 
No, it's it's interesting. It's something that I've had kind of riding on the bottom of a lot of our outlines for a while and haven't really found a good way to hammer it in. So here's a hodgepodge way to do it this episode. But I do think it's worthwhile talking about. I mean, I guess really for me, I don't know. I I don't think it would be a deciding factor for me, but it certainly would be something I'd think about mostly with a wooden instrument. I don't know as if that like I probably wouldn't care as much if it was like a I don't know, like maybe a tube amp is a good example. Maybe like a, if you're mm. talking about buying a tube amp from like an island or something, it might sure. have gotten fucked up more likely than if it was just hanging out in, you know, some guy's bedroom in Tallahassee. Or if they were like, uh, this was a stage instrument on a cruise ship for eight years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's like buying a car with 500,000 miles on it <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly. Uh, so that, that would be tough, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't be because of the uh, region that it came from. But I think if anything, yeah, I mean, wouldn't, wooden instruments are something to consider because yeah. like that stuff does warp and twist. And when there's a twist in the neck, I don't know too many shops that want to take that job on and try to fix it, you know? And if they do, it takes a long time and it costs a lot of money. Yeah. You've got to reshape wood and it's never the same and all sorts of Heat stuff. Treats so. and all that. Well, yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know, because, you know, we've been dealing with HVAC issues in my yeah. fucking practice space. We think we finally got it figured out. Mm-hmm. But I've realized that it's not it's nothing we can cover the thing or make it better. It's the actual machine, you know, the system that's cranking. For some reason, it's cranking 90 degree air into a 50 degree room yeah. and then stops. Because, like, well, it's because it's got to do that whole freaking building. It's crazy. So, you know, that's a whole thing. But like, I would definitely consider where I bought something. Yeah. Now, that being said, uh, this Actually, it made me think of this time. I saw um, an early 50s P-Base for sale that was found in the floods from New Orleans. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. And you know that thing was probably played. It was probably musicians. There are those Nashville flood uh, Gibson guitars, too. Exactly. So, you know, that was disclosed in the Mm -hmm. purchase. And I think somebody bought it and restored it and all that. And it it turned out really cool. Oh, man, that would make me want it more. Like if something survived a crazy situation like that and then still plays and does the thing. wood going down the street. Oh, man, that would would absolutely make it more desirable to me. And it's like, yeah, obviously you got to replace the electronics and all that. But like the wood is what we're talking about Mm -hmm. here, right? So, yeah, yeah, they restored it and they did a good job. Who knows how much it cost? Who knows, you know, if it was worth doing all that. but yeah, I mean, it's something I would consider, but not as much as like a car. Like, I think I could definitely, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Like, if you saw a really good deal on like a cool Gibson from like Florida, you know, let's just say Florida because they their climate change is like it's it's hot and it's damp down mm-hmm. there and then it gets really wet and really dry. I mean, would you, you know, if it was a great deal, would you think twice about buying that? Or that you might just have to. Put I would have the it. same questions I have buying any old guitar that I don't get in my hands first, which is you know, it, is the neck twisted? Like, does it have any of the, that weird stuff that you just can't? Fix? Or just be prepared for that? Yeah, right. So I, I don't know. I don't. Th- I honestly, I don't. I don't think unless it was like some extreme example, like we're talking about that lives at like the freaking you know, like on an island or something like that, where it's like you just know it was just getting bar- barraged with salt water all the time or something weird like that i don't think i don't really think it would make that much difference to me i do i mean but unless unless it got to the point where it was so over the top and so messed up and relicked because of that that it made it cooler then it makes me want it even more oh yeah you know what i mean but i don't yeah i don't know i don't think i would be i would be deterred but i'll tell you what i would be deterred to ship something right now because uh, with the with the weather changes that they'd be experiencing and like on the back of a truck going from like the hot 
south up into frigid ass Chicago right now. Like I, I'd be afraid that they would just get messed up in transit. I agree. I mean, we talk about this a lot and I think like, look, you've got to think like instruments, even brand new from the fender, you know, dealership or mm-hmm. whatever, like are constantly on a truck yes. going to different places. Right. So like they're going to experience shitty weather. Or if they're coming from overseas, they're on some giant barge coming over. You That's know, just they're like doing chilling, all sorts. like stuck in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe, maybe when that canal was clogged, it was full of guitars. Dude. But there were some guitars. One there. last thing before you go. Did you hear about that barge that is out in the middle of the water right now? No. Oh my God. Where? There is a giant barge out in, let's just say the Atlantic on fire filled with containers of Volkswagen and Porsche automobiles. I know about the Porsche thing. And because of and because of that international waters where they are, if you can get out there, they're your cars. What? Yes. You can steal them. You, not it's not stealing. They're just well, they're you just, can just take them. Available because the the ships have been abandoned and they're on fire for some reason with this law the way the laws are right now. I read a few articles about it. If you can get out there, they're your cars. Where are the pirates now? Like the I bet dude, you'd have to think, right? Yeah, like the whole Captain... And it's all Volkswagen and Porsche. What, what do you think, dude? Can you, uh, Captain Phillips. Captain I've never seen it. You're the, you're the captain. Tom now. Hanks. Captain Ron is... Oh, I thought you were talking about Captain Phillips <laughs> no, with uh, Tom Cap- Hanks. Chris, uh, Chris Elliott, Captain Ron. Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. What was Captain Ron? Oh, that That's was Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Nice. We the, are all over the, the place. The Gearbuds do, gear do movie memories. Gearbuds do a lot of things. We do a lot of things except dude, for talking about gear today. I'll tell you what. We talked some a gear. Little bit. We did a good job. We did a good job. You want to talk a little more gear? Nah. <laughs> no we can hang but I, I feel like we've done a good job with this episode this has been fun man it has been fun so folks thanks for listening we love you and if you made it this far why don't you go make some music <laughs>